What's up, y'all? I just wanted to throw a little precursor to this episode that uh, the quality of recording is a little bit off uh, in comparison to how we usually are. Uh, we got a little bit displaced and, and thrown out of whack with a catastrophe that happened um, to, to my family and I uh, earlier this weekend. So just bear with me, rock with the episode, and uh, especially for the interview with Jason Priest at the end because it is a fantastic one. Uh, I will catch you guys in 2020 and keep in join dad hard with a podcast hey she got him with this one dog it's so so full let's take him back come on hey remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip-flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no water in spots So we'd head to the corner, Mr. Warner would knock Off the knob on top of the hydrant We was what on the side is of the up? Uh, Welcome back all my do-dadders, future fathers, potential parents And everyone else tuning in Welcome to another episode The New Year's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, I really appreciate you guys tuning in, taking a listen, and continuing to rock with me, even in the holiday season. I uh, really appreciate it, and thank you as always. Um, this is a weird episode for me, um, and I'll get into why, but first, as always, if you want to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, please shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow on Instagram at dadhardpod and check out the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to all my guests that have come on this year. Uh, that's made these first 16 weeks of doing this. Um Absolutely special and amazing and incredible. And of course, I'd love to thank my wife and my beautiful daughter for being the inspiration behind starting this podcast that has been getting so much love and fantastic feedback and to the point where we're on the iTunes charts, not only in the US in the top 200, but we actually cracked the top 50 in the freaking UK. So, um, that's pretty fucking awesome. Um, so I just want to thank everybody. Russell Townsend, Omri Boyko, Dean Brown, Jason Sokol, Ari Michaeli, Chase Hoxton, Jake Herbert, Chris Riker, Philip Brandt, Russell Brandt, Patton Corrigan, Nick Stern, Brandon Roberson, everybody, Brandon Rosen, uh, everybody that has come on the pod uh, I thank you guys all so, so, so very much uh, for doing this and, and rolling with me and for everybody listening. Thank you as well. It's been uh, spectacular and I, I love every second of it. Um, now, like I said, this is a weird episode and I'm actually going to keep this first part of the podcast pretty short and sweet. Um, number one, because I have a fantastic guest uh, that I have. That's perfect for this episode. Uh, it's kind of going to be a new, new year, new you, new year's resolution type of thing. Um, with uh, Jason Priest, host of the Dad Bod Pod and the creator of uh, Dad Bod Health. Um, it's in the Man Up community, in the Man Up Health community. His interview is fantastic, and it goes pretty long. Um, 
and it actually works out that we're going to keep this kind of short and sweet because I am coming to you live right now from my in-laws apartment because my wife and I woke up at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning to our daughter uh, crying in, in the middle of the night as she tends to do and we our apartment was completely flooded in about two to three inches of water every single space in our apartment was covered in about two or three inches of water so we have been displaced uh since saturday morning afternoon i was at the apartment earlier today and they had to completely take out our floors. Uh, they have to completely redo them and everything like that. So we are kind of nomadic at this point. And as I've mentioned several times um, along the road of this podcast, uh, this is another blessing for having in-laws so close and so phenomenal uh, like I do. Uh, my wife's parents are the best. We have kind of taken over their entire apartment um, with you know myself, my wife, and our five-month-old um, and completely invaded their space and they have been nothing but incredible. So I dedicate this episode to you guys. Um, because you guys are absolute lifesavers, not only for everything you've done for us since the baby was born and even before that, but especially for this, uh, they're always so willing to go out of their way. And as a father, that is just such a, a, an incredible thing to have. I have it. I can't stress it enough. I know I talked about it a significant amount of time when I uh, when I had my friend Ari on the show, who was raising his child with no family anywhere nearby. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in that situation. And especially with something that happened like this right now, I don't know what we would do. We were unable to get a hotel in our area with any sort of availability until uh, until New Year's Eve, basically, uh, which is tomorrow. And um, uh, we would have been completely screwed. And, you know, basically having to be living on the street or, you know, in somewhere that's so far away from where our lives are and where our child's life is. Um, this was a real, real lifesaver. So I want to give a big shout out to them. Uh, like I said, I'm going to keep this short and sweet because it's been a real, real stressful last few days. And, uh, you know, doing this all, it's hard enough to be displaced like this when you're alone. It's even harder when you're with a significant other. And it is unimaginably difficult and insane to go through when you have an infant baby. So, like I said, I apologize for, for, for keeping it short and sweet and tight. I'm going to let the interview with Jason Priest speak for itself with this episode. And we'll come back next week with uh, right back into the thick, thick of things and, uh, and kick off 2020 right. So I want to wish everybody out there a happy new year. Uh, be safe, be smart, be thankful, and be happy. And uh, I'll catch all y'all in 2020. Enjoy enjoy my conversation with, uh, with Jason Priest. The guy is an amazing man, doing amazing things for other men, specifically for other dads. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let it go there. Like I said, if you want to connect on the Fatherhood Brotherhood, dad, dadhardpod at gmail.com, at dadhardpod on Instagram, facebook.com slash dadhardpod.com. 
that's all. We're going to go into the music break, and I'll come back with the interview with Jason Priest. Have a good one, and Happy New Year. Peace. That was before we knew how to stare at some press. But when you caught your first bad pair, that was the best. <laughs> the first sight had me in it from jump. And we are back with a special New Year's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. Uh, as always, you know, once that music break hits, it is time for the guest segment of the show. And this week, we have a very special and uh, and perfect, perfect guest for uh, a New Year's episode. Uh, I have the host and creator of the Dad Bod Pod, Jason Priest, on with me. I'm very, uh, I'm very honored to have him on. Uh, I actually listened to his podcast a lot before. I, you know, I had my daughter and I, he actually had the original, gave me the inspiration for the original name that I was going to go with for the podcast. Uh, but then that was taken. So now we got dad hard, you know what I mean? But I, uh, it is my honor and pleasure to introduce Mr. Jason Priest. How are you, man? I'm great, man. I appreciate the intro and, uh, it's kind of ironic that that we uh, that you cross paths this way, man. So I'm excited for the show today. For sure, man. It, it was uh, it's it's really cool. I uh, when you when when we started following each other on Instagram, I was like, oh my god! Like this is it, it was almost like I had a little bit of a starstruck moment because I've been listening to your <laughs> podcast, getting ready to 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 have kids uh, or to have my daughter or whatever. And um, you know, the, you're. You, Beyond that, like your message that you come across with your whole, de- you know, dad and men's health community that you're building is phenomenal. Um, everything that you're trying to do to help men and help dad live, dads live better and healthier lives and all types of healthier lives from mental health to physical health to, you know, dietary health is just fantastic. Um, and it's a true inspiration. Uh, and so, you know, when, when you start following me on Instagram and then I was like, oh, you know what? I gotta try to see if I can get this guy on. And you were like, sure, no problem. Uh, it was a kind of a big, big, big moment for me. So I really appreciate you taking the time. I know it's kind of the holiday season. Um, I'm sure you got a lot going on. So I appreciate you, uh, taking the time and coming on. 
Hey, absolutely, brother. I'm happy to be here, man, and I hope I can add some value to your audience today. I am sure that you will add a whole bunch of value. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll jump right into it. Uh, I know I just mentioned how inspiring you were, at least I think you are, from, from listening to your stuff. But uh, my biggest thing is, is, is what really inspired you to start creating this content and really, like, gave you the inspiration to want to help dads and help men, um, you know, live better lifestyles and, and healthier, healthier lifestyles, both mentally, emotionally, physically, dietary, like I said, what what was your inspiration to do that? Yeah, man, that's a great question. And I'll, uh, I'll try to give you the shortened version, because I've got quite the backstory, and I won't date it all the way back to my troubled <laughs> childhood. Um, I grew up in a single parent household, had some drug history, yada, yada, yada. But let me dive into where I really got the inspiration for, you know, kind of, you know, my creating my message and really trying to make the, the largest impact that I possibly can on the obesity epidemic in our country before my time is up. And so, you know, basically, I'll, uh, I'll start back in my younger years. Um, you know, I was, like I mentioned, I had a bit of a, a, a troubled upbringing and, and had some drug history and, and a single parent household. My mom was an alcoholic. She has since passed away. She died when I was 25. She was 49. And so I had a, a lot of uh, crazy. I got married, right, you know, uh, two months before my mom passed away. So oh, I don't know, a lot of crazy stuff happened in a very short amount of time. But during that, the, the outlet that I found to get out of the trouble that I was getting into in my late teens and early 20s was I was taking some community college classes and I had no direction. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I needed to get away from what I was currently doing. Um, and so I, I stumbled across two dudes uh, in a lifespan psychology class, man, and they were talking about nursing school. And I, you know, I knew what a nurse was, but I, I didn't know much about it. But I just took it and ran with it. And, you know, I found that that was a two year outlet for me. All I needed to do was focus for two years, uh, became a registered nurse very quickly. And immediately started working in an intensive care unit at the young, ripe age of 23 years old. Oh, which, my God. Yeah, man. So hindsight being 2020, uh, I don't do that. You know, I do have I, – I, I liken it to maybe a little bit of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder man, from the things <laughs> that I saw because – you know, at 23, I was still very immature. I was still, sure. you know, I, I was I was not a man at that point. I was still a kid in my mind. And so, um, you know, long story short, I, I started working in ICU and I was in there for six years. And I started, uh, started noticing that I was pumping on the chests of a lot of young men doing CPR on a lot of very young men wow. who, quote, unquote, only had a dad bod. Uh, yeah. at, the ter- at the time, the dad bod wasn't a term yet, but I was noticing that, these guys, you know, they were uh, 30, 40 pounds overweight and, you know, that were having these massive heart attacks in their late 30s and early 40s. And so I kind of took note of that, um, went on to work in the ICU for about six years. And uh, my wife is a pharmacist and she got accepted to pharmacy school around that time after the six years were up. And we actually moved away to a different town. And I became the director of nursing at a long term care facility. So I went from saving lives essentially letting people die peacefully right so i was on both ends right and then after that now this is kind of where my story uh you know comes into play so during this time my mom passed away right before we moved away i uh i got you know i i 
basically became addicted to golf, drinking beer, and eating fast food. And, mm. you know, that, um, because I was very depressed. I didn't have an outlet, so we moved away to a strange town. I didn't know anybody. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to find one or two dudes. We're going to start playing golf after work. Uh, and you know, that's what I did for several years. And so the, the weight started packing on. Um, I got up to 232 pounds, wow. and, and I was 60 pounds overweight. I'm only five ten and a half, and so now I'm about 174 and in the best shape of my life. And so I was 60 pounds overweight, and my doctors kept saying, hey, man, you might want to do something about this, dude. Like, your weight's trending up, your blood pressure, your triglycerides, your cholesterol. Uh, things aren't good, you know, and I just wasn't ready. you got to be ready to take action. 100%. 100%. I started, uh, I started trying the fad diets. I started trying the low carb and hours and hours of keto. I have vivid memories of sitting on the curb in front of my house in this strange small town with my headphones in for 25 minutes before I could ever muster up the, the will to go on this mile and a half jog. And it just doesn't work. It's just none of it was sustainable for me. I hated, I hated trying to get healthy in that kind of way. And so, I decided, look, man, I'm going to I'm going to get to work and I'm going to create my own system. And so after we moved away, I got I got uh, fully entrenched in corporate wellness for a while um, and dropped the 60 pounds in about nine months. I was featured in Men's Health for this and kind of started really trying to put together some ideas of how I could help other people because the corporate world is very unfulfilling for me. And so I basically took my experience as a registered nurse, personal trainer, fitness nutrition specialist, health coach, yada, 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 took all that and was like, you know what, I'm going to create my own system that I'm going to be able to show other men how I got healthy without giving up burgers, without giving up beer, and show them that you can still have fun in life, but also be healthy to make yourself a priority and be around long term for your kids. I firmly believe that every father has the moral and ethical responsibility as well as obligation to make their health a priority so that they can lead by example and be around long term to watch their own children grow up to pursue greatness and that's really how dad bought health uh came to came to play how it is today man so did you so so i mean that's an amazing story number one i actually have a i actually have a, a bit similar as far as like uh, you know my i've i've always struggled with with my weight like all throughout sure. my childhood I, I i struggled with weight and i was an athlete when i was young and so i was like you know 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, hardcore basketball player, play basketball all the time, high school basketball, etc. And I was 250 pounds. So like I, and I don't have any ligaments left in my knees. They've all, yeah. or tendons, they've all snapped because I was so overweight running up and down this court constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, you know, so like I, it snapped all the tendons in my knees. Like I just had, they were basically just like free floating kneecaps in my, in my knees, basically. Um, you know, I, I eventually had surgery on them when I was in college, but you know, a lot of my stuff I actually found out when I was 20 years old was due to a stomach ailment that I had, Meckles, Meckles diverticulitis that was kind of blocking my digestion. Uh, but I know how that downward spiral of like depression leads to, you know, you just kind of gaining more weight. And as you gain more weight, you get more depressed and then you just keep gaining more weight because that's how you take it off. So, I, I mean, it, it's so interesting that everything you've done has kind of led you 
into to this path where now you want to go completely the other way and really kind of like dedicate your entire life to to helping people and, and helping dads specifically. Um, did being a dad, you think, help you or inspire you also to kind of focus your narrative on the type of people that you wanted to help or did you just yeah for sure man and, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because here's the thing like i love nothing in life more than being a dad like it is my son means the absolute world to me and i i would imagine that most men who are fathers would echo those same sentiments but here's the thing i mean you know i'm you know being a dude and being a dad uh, I work best with men. Now, I'm not going to tell you that I don't ever have female clients because I do. However, that is not my target niche. That is not right. my focal point because women just have a lot of issues that men don't and vice versa, right? And yep. so I just – I really became laser-focused on developing a system and structure uh, with, the, with the perfect framework to put in place that allows dads to – be able to enjoy life and and be able to have quality time. Because here's the thing: we all have time with our kids. We all, most of us, make time for our kids. But if you feel like crap, you're exhausted all the time, and you don't, and you have low energy levels, low back pain. You know, is the time that you're spending with your children quality time? Yeah. Yep. Most people will say no, right? You, if you're nodding off on the couch while you're sitting next to, you know, little Timmy then that's not quality time. 100%. I wanted to be able to keep up with my kids. I want to be able to do activities with them as they age and get into their early teens and they're playing soccer or basketball or whatever. I want to be the dad that can participate, not the guy that's on the sidelines, you know, being winded after tying my shoes or going up one flight of stairs. And so being a dad, you know, just... I know what it's like. I realize that if you're a dad and you're a busy professional, you don't have a ton of time. And so one of my, you know, one of my big core values is keeping my private clients, especially in and out of the gym in under an hour, you know, four days a week, and then really focusing in on what I consider the four core pillars of health. And that's what I teach is that, you know, most people want to fixate on diet and exercise. And I'll use this example. You know, if you go into a doctor's office right now and you're overweight, what are the first two things they're going to say? You need to eat less and exercise more. Yeah. What we don't focus on enough, and this is where, this is where, this is one of the pitfalls that many men fall into, is that. And also, a huge thing enough. that you that you talk about on your podcast is 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 beyond just diet. The, you know, Dude, like it's it's so crucial because here's the thing, like I list the four core pillars of health in the in the priority level of this or the tier of priorities is this is. It's, number one is sleep. It yep. all starts with sleep. Yep. Number two is stress management. Number three is nutrition. And number four is fitness. Most people want to put fitness at the top. Yep. But let's face it, dude. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're running on fumes all the time, or maybe you get enough sleep, but you're not getting good quality of sleep, and you're a ball of stress, how can you actually focus on trying to eat healthy and trying to get to the gym when you, you're so overwhelmed because your stress is so high that you don't even know what to do next. Yep. And so the way my approach is dialing in all four of those things because when you do, the sky becomes the limit. But if you're fixating on you know diet and exercise, I'll, I'll give you an example of a client I had for a while. The dude was 40 pounds overweight, and he was working out six days a week for over an hour and eating like a, 
basically like a damn rabbit, okay? And we couldn't figure out why he was losing weight or why he wasn't losing weight. And this was in the corporate world. So I was only talking to this guy, you know, once every couple months. It's not, it wasn't a private client. And when we finally figured out that this dude was, was staying up till all hours of the, um, of the night trying to get, you know, crunch deadlines for his work, getting four and a half or five hours of sleep a night, and was nothing but a ball of stress because his job was stressful, his personal life was stressful, he had kids to get to activities, was working long hours. Once we dialed in the stress and the stress management and the sleep, dude, this guy, the the fat started melting off like butter. He was yeah. like, man, I cannot believe how powerful this is. And that was one of the biggest things where I was like, okay, I'm on to something here. And I'm going to be able to help other fathers become the healthiest version of them because I'm not going to fixate on diet and exercise. Right. And, and, and diet ex- exercise is so difficult to do. Listen, I'm a new father. My, my daughter's five, about to be five months old. And, um, you know, like that's the hardest thing to do is to, and that's what I found because, you know, after my whole battle, um, you know, with, with my weight or whatever, uh, following my wedding, like leading up to my wedding three years ago and then after that, I started becoming a gym rat and I'm really a, a more focused on my my diet and everything like that. And I did paleo for a while and obviously that's not really sustainable for that long of a time. So, you know, now I was, now I started mixing in some carbs here and there and kind of, and the weight stayed off and, 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 and whatever it was. But ever since my kid's been born, it's been so, I found it so difficult up until recently to keep that same type of schedule of going to the gym, you know, four, five, six, whatever, even three, even two times a week, you know, and, and really getting the, the proper nutrition that you need and not just being like, oh my God, I'm so fucking dead. Like, let's just order in tonight. You know what I mean? It becomes yeah. so difficult, especially when you have a newborn, right? And so, so obviously the sleep and stress is probably really important for to kind of overcompensate for that. However, when you're a new dad, you're also not getting sleep and you're a big ball of stress. How do you deal with or or do you have any clients or, you know, kind of what type of suggestions do you have for newer fathers, whether it's in my position that is at like the five month point or like, you know, basically newborns that are these big balls of stress and are not getting sleep, you know, there's sleep schedules and you're waking up every two hours to feed and the baby might be crying and whatever it is. Do you have a kind of a, a methodology to help those type of dads as well? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And in fact, here's the thing is, is what you have to realize is that when you are a new father, you have to embrace the fact that it's this is only going to be a three or four month thing, right? Yep. Like once, once your kid so starts true. to get to the point where they're, they're getting, you know, uh, into a better schedule, we'll say, you know, where they're starting to sleep more, they're starting to sleep longer periods, they're feeding less, you know, all of that stuff that kind of comes along with them starting to age, then, you know, y- you just have to realize that first of all, that's temporary, right? And so, You've got to take what you can get during those three or four months and know that this is only temporary. It's not a long-term thing. It's it's something that's going to, you know, pass. And so what I do with those kind of clients is really focus on the things that are going to help them most in that situation, which is really just simplifying it as much as you possibly can. So those are going to be things like really focusing on the stress management and the sleep is, you know, getting good quality of sleep 
not staying up and binge watching Netflix when the baby's asleep. When the baby goes to sleep, get your ass That's to asleep. bed, yep. dude. It's the you hardest thing to do. It's really the right. hardest thing to do because at those times you really – and I didn't mean to jump in over you. But like that's that's what I found the hardest because everybody yes. says that. Sleep when your baby is asleep. But like when your baby's asleep – You, you want, want that me time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the most difficult totally thing ever. And totally Netflix just it. makes it – fucking impossible because you just (laughs) you know here's the thing though is again going back to that three or four month thing you're gonna have those times again and if you want to get through that stretch of of like i have a client right now whose wife had a baby yesterday okay and it was a private client and he uh he finished his program and I reached out and I was like, dude, congrats. Just be ready for the next whirlwind. The next three months are going to be really tough. But just know that I got your back. Reach out if you need anything. But here's the thing. We've already put a system in place for him that he's going in already knowing, armed and prepared to take this on with a vengeance. And so, you know, the, the key factors here are obviously getting as, as much sleep as you possibly can while you're, you know, while the, during those three months. But really zeroing in on that stress management and how, you know, everybody manages stress differently. There's a million and one ways to go about it. But, you know, something that I'm very big on with my private clients is a daily gratitude journal. Um, I have a whole system that I use within an app called Evernote that has a gratitude journal template. So we do gratitude in the morning. We do gratitude at night. And then there's some meditation involved. And it's literally 15 minutes of your day. And so, it is about literally buying into that process and making it a priority in your life. And when you do, you'll notice significantly less stress levels just by making yourself a priority for those 15 minutes a day. It's so powerful that I made an entire online course just based around the morning routine that has nothing to do with fitness or nutrition because it changed my life. And when my clients implement it, you know, and they buy it, and I'm like, look, you can't do this for two fucking days and think you're going to get some crazy results. Right. You got to do it for two full weeks every day and just realize that it's going to take a little time. And when you do and you notice the power of that, dude, it is it is powerful shit. And I was never a, a believer in the whole meditation thing until I tried it. And when I did, Man, I'll never, I'll never go back to my old ways. That's for sure. For sure, and and, and that's what I found so interesting about like listening to listening to you talk and following your content or whatever is that you're huge on these mornings and really getting a good start to your yes. day. You know what I mean? Like that. You that that's one of the things that you that you talk about being like the most important way to kind of manage your overall health and specifically your mental health is like getting up in the morning, having this routine, the gratitude journal. I know you talk a lot about. About, taking kind of the 15 minutes to yourself for meditation before yeah. you pick up your phone and all that type of stuff, which I think is fantastic. But again, I go back is, well, what are your, what are your suggestions for a dad that like is maybe not having that type of, like, you know, that, that type of a morning schedule, you know, dealing with a newborn and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, is there, is there a shortened version or do you have a set, like a separate kind of uh, program that's like based and structured yeah. around that as well. Yeah, for sure, man. And and you know, I'm glad you brought that up because you know it's with a with a newborn or a couple months old, it, things are always changing, right? Like you're, it's it, you don't ever really know what the day is going to look like. It's all based on what that baby's doing. And so, with that being said, 
you have to realize that it goes back to kind of the, the same thing with the sleep is that you've got to take what you can get when you when you can do it, right? And so with the meditation thing, if that can't happen first thing in the morning, no big deal. Yeah. Do it do it when the baby's asleep at two PM for sure. Or if you're working, you know, and you come home and you ha- and you can make that time, do it right before you go to bed. For sure. The, the thing is is just making it a priority. Whenever you meditate it doesn't really matter what time of day. There's there's days where I do it twice. I follow, uh, there's a six-phase meditation um, that I've been trying out. Uh, if, you could, if you just YouTube it, I forget the guy's name. It's a, the, the guy, it's a guided meditation, cool. and it takes about 15 minutes. But if you did something like that, say, you know, 5 p.m. when baby's feeding or and, and wife is taking care of that or, you know, the baby goes to bed, it's still going to have a very similar impact on your stress levels and so take it when you can get it mine is just set up in a way where it's it's you dominating your morning so that you're setting the tone for the day you're being proactive instead of reactive i mean i don't i don't check messages emails texts dms no nothing no you're big on that i've completed my routine yeah you're you're and you're really big on that i know you talk about it all the time you've dedicated several episodes to to talking about about this dominating of your morning um yeah Yeah. it it really i mean it really is and and i think even when even when you do have a baby having a morning you know what, what what really helped me to kind of dive head first into the whole parenting thing and fatherhood thing was setting up a morning routine for my daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, right. I, I loved to be the one that was like waking her up out of the bassinet first thing in the morning for her first diaper change, first feed, etc. I had a, 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 a playlist of songs that I would play her every single morning that while I was changing her diaper to get her kind of excited for the day. And, you know, it sounds weird, but that was almost kind of my meditation moment because that put me in a good mood, helping you know, putting her in that good mood and seeing her no smile doubt. and kick around. That kind of put me in a positive mood, be like, okay, this is going to be a good day. Let's go. You're smiling. Nothing else can be wrong. Like, let's make this happen. Um, and, 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 and that really, 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 really helped to, you know, for, for me to kind of settle into the fatherhood thing and then also be able to keep having some normalcy in my day to day life and my relationship, et cetera. You know, um, so, so I, I really, really feel, feel what you say when you, when you are so big on you, this morning routine and, and starting the day, you know, dominating the day by, by having a strong start to the morning. Cause it's so important, even when you have this newborn. And, you know, from my experience, you can use your newborn to help you start that day, you know. Um, So, yeah, I I feel like that's super important. Um, What I want to jump into now is you have the Man Up community that you're doing, the podcast, etc. But what what I was surprised that you didn't talk about a lot is your experience with fatherhood. I don't talk a ton about my son unless it's a story or something about him on the show because... I'm really trying to, you know, provide as much value in a short amount of time because a lot of guys listen to my show, you know, while they're at the gym. For sure. And so if I can get in their ear while they're already actively doing something good for themselves, then hopefully they're going to absorb more of that content and be able to recall some of it and implement those things into their life. For sure. Well, let's, so, so you know what? Now you're on my podcast. Let's give you the platform and talk about your son. How, (laughs) (laughs) How old is he? 
He is four. Well, he'll be five in March. So wow. he's four, four plus. Okay, so you got you got a few years. How's that whole experience experience been for you? Just how how was adapting to fatherhood? You know, I know that you had a you, you talked about having a rough rougher upbringing and stuff like yeah. that. How, how does did, did that have any effect on the type of dad you wanted to be? The no type doubt. Of dad you, so let, let's talk about that a little bit. How yeah, how, sure. how did that experience molded your experience as a father? Yeah, 100% what you just said is, is accurate. So my dad, um, you know, we're, we talk a few times a year. Uh, we are not close at all. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. And, and, and the only, the role that my father played in my life was mostly around sports. You know, he was very obsessed with my soccer. I played soccer for 15 years and, you know, I, I was very good and I had, you know, I played on the Olympic, Olympic development team. I was, playing on five teams at a time, dude, soccer dominated my life. And so he would show up to the games, be the overbearing parent on the sidelines, screaming the whole time. And that was the extent of our relationship. And so going into being a father, I knew deep down inside that I was not going to be that type of dad. And I wanted to show my son as much love as I possibly could. And so, you know, I, I have a very close relationship with my son, but it's getting to the point now where, like, he's, you know, he's starting to try to find his way in the world. He's sure. the guy that, like, he, you know, he, he, he challenges me on a daily basis. I love him with all my heart, but there's days where I want to kick his ass, too, you know? So, <laughs> of course. Um, you know, but it being being a dad to me is, is extremely valuable because it is showing me a, a different kind of love um, for another male that I've really never had in my life, yeah. man, like, you know, loving a dude like I love my son, and obviously it's my child, so it's a little different, but it's uh, it's powerful, man, and, and being able to show him that unconditional love, um, you know, is very important to me, and so I, you know, I do my best to set him up with the best possible chance of success, you know, obviously he's going to choose his things when he's an adult, but, um, you know, nutrition for him is very valuable to us putting in, you know, structured plans with the amount of time that he can spend on an iPad or the TV or whatever. Um, he is not allowed to have an iPad or a, or, or a phone at all during the week. Um, and so we, you know, we're, we're very structured in that way because I want to set him up with a, a valuable childhood so that he can look back and not think that his whole childhood was about, was about nothing but video games. I mean, For sure. I'm, I, I fuck that, man. Like, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around that and I refuse to let my son walk down, walk down that path. And so, yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, as much time as I can possibly spend with him is, is my number one priority, but also, you know, trying to avoid becoming a dad that's just a friend, right? Like you see a lot of dads out there that just become friends and I don't, you know, I, I want him to respect me and I want him, you know, to realize that, you know, when I say something, it means business or I mean business and that, you know, there's a time and a place for us to have fun, but there's also a, a line that'll be drawn when sure. that time comes. For sure. And I think it's kind of hard. I mean, I would assume it's especially hard with, with boys, right? And this is kind of always the, the, the situation that I had with my dad was that he was always my best. You know, I never really looked at him as my dad and he, his, he made a, a concerted effort to, make it this friend thing like we're boys like we're you know what this and this that and that like yeah. Yeah, i'm 16 17 we're like smoking weed together you know what i mean while we're walking the yeah. dog 
you know, and, and stuff like that. And when I was young, I thought that was the coolest shit on the planet. I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. But, you know. Absolutely, it, man. But uh, not now. Right? No, not now. I mean, listen, I, 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 I don't really have a relationship with my dad any anymore. Um, that's for a different time and a different conversation. But, you sure. know, a lot of it stems because – of of this thing of, of of him really focusing on wanting to be my friend and make it a friend friend relationship, which is seemingly what the kind of relationship he had with his dad also. Um, I, but I imagine that it's really hard for a dad that has a son to not walk down that path. I think it's a little bit easier for me to do that. I have a daughter. I mean, she's also only five months, so who knows how that's going to play out? But. I feel like that's really difficult for a dad to kind of walk that line. It adds a little extra something on top of everything else of being a parent um, where you kind of have to, to straddle that line. Do you find that difficult to do? I do. Um, you know, it, it is challenging because, look, man, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, even though I didn't have a close relationship with my dad, there were a lot of dads in my life um, from some of my friends who are very much like what you just described with your father. For sure. And, yeah, is that cool as shit when you're 16 and 15? Hell yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'll, just, I'll use this example, man, and this is, this is sad, but one of my best childhood friends, who I will be seeing tomorrow, his son is actually my godson, huh. um, he lost his mom about two years ago, and he lost his dad about two months ago. Oh, and Jesus. these parents... These were the parents that when we were 12 and 13, they were from Buffalo, New York, big nat natty light drinkers, yeah. and they supported whatever we wanted to do. I mean, I, you know, I think the worst thing that happened, I think we were like 15 and his dad came home and found a glass bong that we were using on his patio and smashed it with a hammer, oh, but was, but you know, but later, you know, a few years later was, was smoking weed with us. Right. So, you know, um, Anytime we wanted to bring out the, the alcohol, they would, you know, basically support any of that bias beer and all that. And now they're both passed away, man. And so, you know, looking back on that, do I really, you know, was that really cool? You know, what is cool, right? Like when you're 100%. a dad, cool is bullshit, you know? And so. Well, cool uh, changes. You know, when you become that, a dad, your definition of cool really changes and and uh yes. again i i sorry to jump over you but i just been having this conversation so much with other dads is like once you become a father everything that you want to do completely changes you know what i mean and what you think is, you know like now it's like cool to like go to the park at five in the morning you know Six months ago, my buddy that has two kids and lives down the street from me would always hit me up at 7 o'clock like, hey, I'm taking my girls to the park. Why don't you come meet me? I'm like, dude, it's fucking 7 o'clock. Like, what are you talking about? You're insane. <laughs> now that's like all I want to do. Like, that's cool. You know, take yeah. my daughter to like gymboree classes or like music classes with other six months old six month olds that's cool you know like i like absolutely it's so weird how how like your definition of cool changes when you become a dad 100 percent, man i i cannot agree with you more and at this point i mean i just turned 40 this year dude and like cool is the last thing that i care about <laughs> but those those valuable moments that you just mentioned man like today i mean like i mentioned we're going to you know, we're going to see this, uh, or going to do this Polar Express thing and riding the train and doing all this shit. Like, 
you know, would I have thought that's cool five years ago before my son was born? Well, fuck no, no. my wife and I aren't going to do that. But you know right. what? I've been looking forward to today for a while now. Yeah. You know, because, so, because seeing them happy is kind of what seeing them happy is the only thing that's cool now when you're a dad. You know what I mean? And like doing things for them that they enjoy and watching them have that joy and fulfillment is the only thing that you care about being cool. You know? I can't agree more, man. Yeah, that's that's great. What I so what other type of stuff do you, are are you able to do with your your son? I'm sure you're super busy with all your clients and everything like that. Like, is he? Do you do you already get him involved in 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 the fitness stuff? I know you talked about nutrition being really important to him or, or important to you guys, but are you getting him involved in the in in the fitness and the meditation and all that type of stuff th- this early, or are you kind of laying back waiting for him to 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 get a little bit older before you start throwing that around? Yeah, so. We, you know, we implement a lot of that in his life now, but it's more based around him being a kid. So I want him outside as much as possible. I live in Texas. There's no reason why you can't be. We just built him a brand new, like, badass sandbox. I think I put it on Instagram, but, um, you know, my father and I, father-in-law and I built this, this beast of a sandbox with a roof and everything. I want you out there in that damn sandbox way before I want you on an iPad. 100%. You know, I want you in the backyard kicking the soccer ball around with me way before I want you on an iPhone. And so that's kind of how I approach fitness is getting him away from electronics as much as I can. Right. Um, And making fun, I'm sure. For sure. For sure. And then, you know, with nutrition, um, we still let him have candy. I mean, he's a kid, but at the end of the day, like most of what we feed him is – very nutritious. We do not keep much junk in the house at all. So that kind of covers that with the, you know, he sleeps, he sleeps like any other kid. And with the stress management, your question on the meditation piece is I don't really mess with that much right now because I don't, you know, I'm not sure his stress levels other than what's going on at school. And we just try to have those open conversations with him. Sure. I'm not sure those, those, that's really an issue right now, but um, you know, to kind of to kind of give it a holistic approach. I mean, yeah, I, I try to I try to include him as much stuff as I can. And cool. you know, in my my studio, um, the my where I have my podcast, um, you know, he comes in every morning and and he's all about saying "Dad bought hell, Dad bought hell." That's and cool. So he knows what's going on, and and uh, it's fun for him to kind of see my business evolving for sure. That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure when he's able to get older. Um, or when he gets older, this is good. You're, you're doing something that I, that I'm sure is going to make him super proud and like, like pumped to like, say like, my dad is, is dad, the dad bod health pod, or <laughs> the, dad, the dad bod pod and dad bod health. And, you know, um, I always feel like they take such pride in what their parents do and being able to kind of, um, to kind of brag about that with their friends when they're younger. I just had a buddy of mine that just launched also down in Texas actually. Uh he he has a um a bouncy house business. And we were talking about exactly that. Like his oldest daughter like runs around and tells all of her friends at school like, "Yeah, my daddy has a bouncy house. My daddy has a bouncy house." bragging when the his de- bouncy house are at the at the city fair and like all that type of stuff. Um I feel like kids when they get to that age like take so much pride in like showing off what their parents do. Yeah, you're, you're a hundred percent right, man. And you know, he, uh, like I mentioned, my wife is a pharmacist. So, 
you know, he's all about, you know, he want, he, she took him to work one day and he likes the whole, you know, she's a clinical specialist, so she doesn't really wear scrubs very much, but, um, you know, she, he likes the whole scrub. He likes the whole, you know, talking about the doctors and all that because of her thing. And then with mine, you know, he's, he, you know, he, he tries to make fun of it a little dad bod hell. Dad bod. <laughs> he hears me say it a lot. So it's fun, man. And, and you're a hundred percent right. They take pride in kind of showing off what, mom and dad are doing for work for sure that's awesome um we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in a few minutes and what i want to do is i i every guest that i have on there are two questions that i that i throw out them at them to kind of end to to wrap up the conversation everything i'm gonna actually throw you three because of your relationship with health and the fact that we're going into the new year so i feel like this third question can probably help a lot of my dad listeners and then just other men listeners you know everybody wants to kind of New Year's resolution. Let's start off the new year right and stuff like that. So I feel like it's a better time, uh, you know, better time than any is. So I'll start with that one for dads, new dads, existing dads, you know, any man that or, or, or woman even that's trying to make a change in their commitment to their health going into the new year. It's the perfect time. Like I said, perfect time when everybody wants to start doing that. What are give me your one or two tips or best recommendations that that they can do that can kind of easily be supplemented into their life that can really make a big change? Yeah, so you're just talking about mainly with health habits in general. Yeah, yeah kinda, health habits in general. Yeah, so you know the main thing that I would say there, and this is my 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 best tip for anybody. Uh, who's really just trying to get started or trying to really kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to their, their weight loss or fitness journey is just slow down, man. Like what, what I see a lot of, and this is a very common trend. And I don't know if you've seen this statistic, but the, the current projection is that by the year 2030, 50% of our country will be obese Obese, uh, going off of the, the BMI chart. I firmly believe that we're going to we're going to be at 50% before the year 2030 and it saddens me which is why you know a huge part of what I do. Now with that being said, you know what I see a lot of is people get very overwhelmed because they wait too long to take action and I'm going to tell you right now that the imperfect plan followed consistently will destroy the perfect plan followed inconsistently every day of the week. Interesting. And so you know, when, when you're just starting out and you you don't know where to begin because you're overwhelmed, you're stressed, you're not sleeping well, uh, you, you eat like shit, you're not working out, you're going to feel bad. But here's the thing, is that if you just take action, you start getting a little bit more active. You know, the, I'll tell you that the, the psychology behind walking three times a week for 10 minutes is the exact same as walking five times a week for 30 minutes. Well, but the issue is, is that you can't wrap your head around 150 minutes of exercise per week, which is the recommendation by the American Heart Association, until you can wrap your head around 30 minutes of exercise a week. But I'll tell you that if you start walking three times a week for 10 minutes, I guarantee you that by week two or three, you're not going to just walk 10 minutes each time. Because our bodies reward us very heavily, very quickly, especially when you're already in kind of rough shape. And so you're going to start to feel better very quickly just by implementing a few small changes. And so you cannot you cannot try to go at it all at once. Very, very rarely do I see somebody try to drastically overhaul their health habits and actually be successful and have a sustainable lifestyle, which is why I coach the way that I do. And so 
to answer your question, you know, pick one or two things that you can wrap your head around right now. If you're super stressed, download the fucking Calm app and start meditating 10 minutes a day right now. You know, there's some free functions on there or Headspace or any of these apps that can walk you through a guided meditation. Um, if you're not sleeping, get zeroed in on your sleep schedule. Go to bed at the same damn time every night. If it's 10 o'clock, shut your lights off, get off social media, turn off Netflix, go to bed at the same time every night, and I can guarantee you your body will get in that routine and you're going to start finding yourself waking up at a very similar time and having to stop relying on your alarms so consistently. So it's about finding one or two things. Now, if you're not drinking any water and you're heavily reliant on soda or energy drinks to get you through the day with all that fake sugar and, and fake energy that you're getting, not fake sugar, but fake energy that you're getting from the caffeine and the sugar, maybe step one for you is starting to work on increasing your water and taking right. back off some of those shitty beverages. And so pick one or two things, you know, get more active, increase your water intake, you know, uh, try to work, you know, a little bit healthier food options into your life, but don't try to do it all at once, man. Most people know what they need to do, but when you try to do it all at once, it's a recipe for disaster. So slow down, take it at your own pace and start to get some routines going so that you can establish that consistency. Because when you, when you keep the promises you make to yourself, I'm going to go to the gym on Monday and you actually go, or I'm going to walk three times this week and you actually do it. That's when you start to build the confidence that you can continue to make this shit happen. Yep. That's where the magic happens. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Um, all right. Now, now into my two normal questions that I asked that I asked for dads. Um, no, but that, that's fantastic. You know, uh, taking action to do something is the biggest way to get, actually, it's the only way to get something done. You know, you Massive have to, you have to take that step. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the ne the next question I ask is, uh, is what is, what's your favorite thing or what has been your favorite experience, um, about fatherhood or being a dad? Man, you know, I was, I, I, that's a, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that because it's not something that I've given a lot of thought, a lot of thought to. So you're just going to get my, my knee jerk, uh, response. This is what here. I love. I love the knee jerk response. That's why I do it. Yeah. To be honest with you, the, the times that I value most are when we are both, you know, we're both playing with each other and messing around, and I just get to hear his constant giggle, his constant yeah. laugh. Like, hearing that, hearing that laugh, knowing that he is, he's in the most joyful mood possible is what, is what fuels my fire, man. And the more that I get to hear that, the more happy that he is, you know, the, the happier that, you know, Happy, they say happy wife, happy life. Man, happy kid Good, makes yes. li life a lot easier. 100%. And the more that I hear him laugh and giggle and, you know, if I'm tickling him or chasing him or whatever, dude, those are the moments that I, I just try to soak up as much as possible because I know that they're not going to last forever. For sure, I, that, that's, that's, I, that's one of my favorites um, also is like there's nothing, nothing in the world like hearing your child laugh. Like there's oh, not, yeah. there is no better thing in the entire world. Sex, chocolate, booze, nothing. There's nothing yeah. in the world that's better than hearing your child laugh. Like I could sit there and just watch her laugh and listen to her laugh all freaking day. I, I swear to God. Um, and that's a, that's a good one. I, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, no doubt, man. 
And it's the little things in life. Hundred percent, especially when you have a kid. The little things, that you're, yes. you know, and you're watching them grow because it's a little bit at a time. It really gives you that appreciation for those little things even more, you know. Yeah, and you know they're not going to last. Hundred so percent. You got to soak them up while you can, man. Absolutely. Uh, and then the last thing I got for you is uh, just a general piece of advice for any new dad, any expecting dad. Um, you know, you're a little bit ahead of me, so think about it as you know, I'm five months, you're almost five years. What's the What's the the best piece of advice you could offer to uh, a new dad in my position, or or you know, later than me, or or that's behind you. Yeah, man. And, and I like that. That's, uh, you know, that's another one where, you know, I, I got to think a little bit. And so, um, you know, to, to answer your question, I would say just enjoy the journey because it really is just like with anything else, it's a journey. And so every phase of childhood, you know, there, there's a lot of people out there that like to talk about what's the toughest age. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, and this is the cold, hard facts, man. The toughest age is whatever the fuck age your kid is. 100%. Okay? So, that's such a good, that's you know, so good. Like it, Absolutely. It, it, I mean, that, that is, that's fire right there because, look, I, I'll tell you if, you, if you ask me what's the toughest age when he was six months, well, shit, it was six months. Right. If you ask me what the toughest age is right now or what I've gone through, it's right now because right. he challenges me on a daily fucking basis. 100%. And so, you know, just enjoy the journey, you know, do everything in your power. Now, this is, you know, this is not a plug for my business or anything, but I'm going to tell you right now that my best piece of advice for you is don't lose sight of making your health a priority while you're enjoying this journey. Because here's the thing, even if you just half-ass it, do not let your health take a backseat to being fatherhood, to being uh, or enjoying fatherhood because when you when he be he or she is four, five, six, seven, and you've let your health take a backseat for that long, you're gonna regret it in the end. So do everything in your power to make yourself a priority. It's the most selfless act that you can possibly do as a father so that you can keep up with them, you can be around long term for them, to watch them grow up to pursue greatness. Fantastic, Jason. That's that's amazing. I really appreciate you coming on and, and doing this. It's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Very much a learning experience, um, and, and I'm happy I got to got to hear a little bit about the, about the kid. I, like I said, I know you don't talk about it a lot on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. The pride that you have in in, in being a dad is, is just fantastic, and then the pride that you have in wanting to help other dads is just phenomenal. Um, so what, what I want to do, let, let, let everybody know listening, uh, if they're interested in finding out more information about you, how can they get in contact, where can they find you, where can they see your your content, your work, all that. Yeah, dude, that's, uh, I appreciate your time today too, man, and I'm, and I'm hoping that a lot of people got some value out of this when, you, when the episode comes out. So um, probably the best places to find me, man, um, you can get me on Instagram, I'm at dadbodhealth. Um, I do a lot of stories. There's a lot of content on my page, but I also do a lot of stories helping kind of explain, you know, what my lifestyle is like and showing off, you know, my burgers and beer. Those, those are very much a part <laughs> of my true. life. And yeah. so, you know, that's why they're in my logo. And so, so at dad bought health on Instagram, um, on, on LinkedIn, I've, I've been going on LinkedIn a lot more. I'm, I'm much more active on LinkedIn. So it's just Jason priest over there that I think my handle is at dad bought health at LinkedIn too. But um, and then, you know, the because we're coming up on the new year, I'll give everybody the opportunity. So you can get a seven-day free trial of the Man Up community, which I'll just tell you, with the Man Up community, you're going to become part of a community of men 
that are all literally just looking to get healthy at their own pace. It's a great community of men. You can access to my fitness app. It's loaded with all kinds of different workouts, home workouts, gym workouts. You get access to my weekly newsletter and then obviously uh, the, the community, which is loaded with custom meal plans, stress management resources, you name it, all for $9.97 a month. Wow. And so, dude, it's it's dirt cheap. I've, I've been told many times that I need to increase the price and I'm just not willing to do that because I want to make an impact. And so you can get that. You can get a seven-day free trial for that over at uh, www.themanupcommunity.com. So those will be the places. And then my website is just dadbodhealth.com. You can check out some of my content there as well. And, uh, yeah, connect with me on Instagram. Shoot me a message if you have any questions about health. I'm always more than willing to help. I am the least salesy guy that you'll ever meet, man. And so I'd love to connect with your audience. For sure. Awesome. Yeah, check them out. And then, obviously, the podcast, the Dad Bod Pod. You know? um, yeah, and, I, and I'm glad you brought that up. So the Dad Bod Pod is located on any platform that you want, Spotify, iTunes, I'm everywhere. And I do I do one solo show a week and then one interview a week. I've had a ton of great guests on there, so go check some of those episodes out. It is mostly health-related and giving you actionable steps that you can do right now in your own life to get healthier and just feel better. I, be, I firmly believe most men just want to feel better. And so that's uh, that's what I'm here for. Absolutely. And it's really fantastic content. I actually listened to like five episodes last night, like before I went to bed. <laughs> I like I was Thank so you, tired yesterday. That, and I just, well, I was so tired yesterday because we just put my daughter in the crib and like watching the monitors, like stressing me out beyond belief. And I just like laid down and I was like, oh, I could watch this Laker Bucks game or you know what? Actually, let me throw on let me throw on the dad bod pod because it maybe helped me to kind of alleviate some of the stress in my mind and you know listening to to the steps and the and the actionable uh, processes that you offer it really does kind of help to get into a better headspace all the way around. So I actually got a fantastic night's sleep last night because of it. So I thank you very much for that. Um, but yes, uh, I'm, I'm glad you, you made my day, bro. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. I, I pour my heart and soul into my solo episodes. Absolutely. Obviously I can only do so much with the interviews, but the, you know, the solo episodes, I didn't want to lose my platform. I wanted to be able to have a place where I could coach and teach and, and really do what, what I'm most passionate about. So I'm glad that you were inspired and I'm glad it's helped you for sure. hundred percent. It definitely has. Um, and uh, I'm sure it'll help everybody else that's listening and that, that wants to take that action uh, to being a healthier dad, being a healthier man in general. Um, so, you know, definitely check out Jason Priest. Jason, thank you very much once again for coming on. Um, I'm sure you and I will talk talk very soon. Uh, and, and until then, man, keep doing keep doing your thing and keep helping keep helping men out it's a fantastic thing that you do hey likewise brother i appreciate you man it seems like you've got a really good thing here going too and Hope we'll so. definitely be in yeah we'll definitely be in touch man i really appreciate you having me on today absolutely for sure um and uh, like i said we'll talk soon i'll see you later man thanks bro have a happy holidays you too thank you and that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. 
Thank you again to my guest, Jason Priest of the Dad Bod Pod and the Man Up Health community. He's a fantastic dude, truly inspirational. Definitely, definitely, definitely give his content a look and, and a, his podcast a listen. Uh, it's worth the 25, 30 minutes that, that it takes to get through an episode, much shorter than what you're listening to right now. Uh, but all that said, want to wish everybody a happy new year. Uh, this is the new year's episode after all, but we will be back with a super special episode next week. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. It's a big surprise, but it's a little bit of a switch up for Dad Hard with the podcast. So until then, same Dad Hard time, same Dad Hard place. As always, if you want to connect with the Fatherhood Brotherhood, hit us up with an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com, the Instagram at dadhardpod, and the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Until then, keep dadding hard, keep doing your thing. That's all for us. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish I could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times, everything was free spirit and all that.